Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, yo. What's up, people? Hope you're all doing good and hope the week is going well so far. So on the show today is a mate of mine called Vanessa. Vanessa is currently killing it in America at the moment. Um, well, obviously not at the moment with coronavirus, but in the last couple of years, she's kind of built up this amazing profile for herself and is doing really well. It's so nice to see. Really good catch up. I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, Vanessa. Will tricked me and he wants to do a video instead of audio. It's always been video. I don't know. Just like Gav I said. Don't I don't watch his stupid show. We're live. Vanessa, oh. how's it going? <laughs> can we can we start with can we start with Vanessa's being a, a massive diva because she doesn't want to be on video? No, you tricked me. I How did, about that? I did not trick That's you. Not- a Zoom call. Like if it was a phone call, I would have been like, yeah, a phone call. But a Zoom call, why would I want a Zoom call you if I don't want to record video? I don't know how you do things in your country. My country, or what have you been doing for lockdown? Have you not? Uh, have you not zoomed anyone? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm isolating. That means isolating from everything. <laughs> have you? How's things anyway? Um, they're okay. I think, I think LA is going to be back into like quarantine. Like we're kind of like worse than we worse than the beginning now. So. <laughs> It's fucking awful, isn't it? It's it's the worst. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's kind of laughable that it's so bad and it's just not getting any better. Yeah. I know. Okay, kid, if I leave my can't my phone like this, can we do the video like this? I can just have it propped up like this. I thought you didn't want to do video. I'm just trying to help you out, dude. It makes no difference to me. If you want video, I can put, turn the video on now. If you don't want video, what? I don't want the video. Okay. I don't want the video. Quit being a diva then. Let's just get over it. We're over it. <laughs> well, how are things there? I, I heard they're pretty good in uh, in Europe right now. Um, I don't know. I think Barcelona's just been closed down. Obviously... Before we mention this, it's Sunday, the 19th of July. So this will be coming out on Tuesday. Um, so don't quote me on that if you're listening. But um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's closed down. Um, oh, really? I just saw like a, like a video of Jamie Jones on Instagram, like playing to like a packed club in Italy. Yeah, it, I think Italy, they had it like pretty much untraceable. Uh-huh. Um, in England, I think we're only getting like, I know only this sounds awful, but I think we're only getting like 250 deaths a day, which is like well below <laughs> average of like anything, like normal deaths. So um, crazy. How 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 long do we have to have it under control until people start like going out and, go, and 
things are open. Like how, I don't understand how people know when it's okay. So I think here we got down to like 115 deaths a day for, and then things kind of people, like things started to open up, but we've been like phasing it out, phasing it. So Mm -hmm. we had the schools go back, but only certain years. So there wasn't as many kids going back at one time. Mm -hmm. And then we had the shops, non-essential shops open. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we had two, two, yeah, like retail, retail shops, Uh, um, and like takeaways were allowed to open again. And then, okay. Like actual restaurants. Two weeks ago, we had actual restaurants and pubs and bars open or two or three weeks ago. Where you can like sit inside and like order food inside and, um, yes, pretty much. But a lot of it's all like distanced. Um, yeah. But a lot of places have. It, obviously, it's sort of summer here, so it's been pretty quite pretty nice weather. So a lot of places have like yeah. outside seating, and then I think we, yeah, I think that's it. There's been no. I think cinemas are allowed to be open now, as well, mm-hmm. or cinemas at the thirty first of July, which mm-hmm. is yeah, in, in a couple of weeks, and then. As of the 24th, they've made it a law that you have to wear a mask inside shops. Okay. Um, How are people like, that hasn't, that, that hasn't started yet or it's going to? The mask thing? Uh-huh. Um, no, people are wearing them occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, just depends, really. It depends where you go. It depends um, what's, what place you're at, if you know what I mean. If you go to like a little little village like yeah some are wet some people are wearing them if you go into the city cities are kind of a little bit worse not 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 as many people but on public you've had to since since the whole of coronavirus i think since it all started you if you were on public transport you had to wear, wear a mask right how um, are people like dealing with that are they okay wearing masks and stuff or is it like there, there's so many people here in america that are like you're taking away our first amendment right by forcing us to wear a mask it's like <laughs> No, dude, like, we just want you to keep everyone else safe. Like, like no, are people no, fighting it over there? I, like, no disrespect to Americans. Like, we generally just get on with what we're told to a certain extent. I'm done with it. Like, like I, think, I think the big mess up was instead of them telling you that it keeps yourself safe, they told, you know, they started with telling everyone that it's keeping everyone else safe. And no one cares about each other here. So they don't care if it keeps each other safe. They don't care about that. It's so uh, fucked. It's so fucked. It's so fucked. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's like, it's kind of just, can't believe what what's kind of going on. It's wild. It's crazy. Um, it, I, got, like- I got kind of mad at one of my, one, I'm in like a text group with uh, one of my mates, or two of my mates. One lives in Florida and one lives in New York. And... My mate in Florida, she was like at a warehouse rave last night. And I'm like, dude, like what? Just fucking go home. Like you're literally yeah. like all anybody that's doing it. I get why they're doing it. They're all like 20 year olds, right? Everyone's like I, 20 year olds don't give a fuck, which they, I get it. Not gonna get, like they think they're, they're not going to get affected by coronavirus. But they even if they're not going to get affected personally, they don't. People like seem to not understand that you could still pass it on 
without you having symptoms. So like, like if your mom gets sick and she dies, that could be your fault. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is it worth it going to a, a rave? You know, I, I mean, we all want to go out, but we all want to go out and play shows and go to shows, but you know, just stay in and like help everyone so we can all go out. It's not going to happen though, Vanessa. This is not how, uh, oh. this is not how people think. You um, know, like Americans, like we all make fun of like, Everyone makes fun of Florida. They're like the state that doesn't follow the rules. And like everyone's always like, oh, a, a local Florida man died at a cockroach eating contest or something, you know. But like America right now is like the Florida of the world. Yeah. Right. Like yep. as far as coronavirus goes, it's like it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Like you, you guys aren't allowed to go anywhere. <laughs> no one, I mean, No country we, wants you. No, I figured out because, okay, Dorley was posting this thing about Ibiza or however you guys say, Ibiza. And he was saying how everyone there just really cares about each other. Everyone's wearing a mask. The cases are really low. And yeah. It just sounds really nice. And I'm like, I want to go. I want to go there. So my, uh, my, parents at, just, uh, my parents just came back from there. Really? Okay. I looked it up and, you know, Americans aren't allowed to travel there. But I figured out. If we go to Mexico, we can fly there from Mexico. No, because you're not allowed in because your passport. But if we fly from Mexico, they said we could go from Mexico. <laughs> want to get out of here? We don't. We don't want you around here. <laughs> Stay over there. I have all my shots. I don't have any fleas. I've been tested. They still don't want you. And uh, MK's in. I was talking to MK the other day. He's in. He's in London. And he wanted to go to Ibiza, but he he's American and not allowed. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, well, you're stuck in London. Yeah, damn. Um, it's all good. It's all good. How's uh how's life anyway? How's music life? What, what have you been doing? Have you been writing uh, much? Yeah, it's going okay. I'm uh, I don't know, kind of just wasting my time making a bunch of edits that I'll never release. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I have a EP coming out in August with Box of Cats. Nice. And then got an EP signed on Trippy Ass Technologies, Christian Martin's. Sick. Like, yeah, I'm really excited for that one because it's like it's like all break beats. Oh, is that the one you sent me I, ages ago? Um, possibly. If I did, there's probably changes to it. I'll send it to you again. Do it. But uh, I really yeah, like that label. What's that? I really like that label. Yeah, me too. They put out some really, they put out a lot of like interesting releases. It's not like the yeah. same old kind of like tech house that I feel like a lot of labels are doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, yeah, I've been making a lately. So you've been what? I've been making a lot of break beats lately. Why is that? I don't know. It seems, it's like, it just comes easy for me. I don't know why. Like way easier than like Tech House. It's probably a little bit more um, inspiring as well. I think so too. Yeah. So I I put I put like more melodies into it and stuff. Wait, you write I'm melodies? Just kind of more, more <laughs> I'm so afraid. Oh dear. So you've got a release on Box of Cats. Is that just you? <laughs> Yeah, it's just me. Sick. Is that your first? I'm doing like 
solo stuff. Is that your first non collab? What's that? Is that your first non collab? Uh, no, but it's my first solo EP, That's which sick. is cool. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked on it. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's really hard for me to make music and be like, be like really into it and want to play it all the time. But yeah. I feel like I'm finally comfortable like playing my own music. So, <laughs> how long is that taking you? Um, but I've been producing for, I think like three years now. That's crazy, dude. You're like Maybe. fucking, obviously right, not right now, um, but right before lockdown, you were fucking killing it, and three years. Uh, I know you've been DJing for a long time. I've been DJing for like nine years. Yeah, but three years producing is fucking good. I'm like, I want to play like big shows and you can't keep playing other people's music when you play big shows. You need to, I need to start like making my own music, you know? Well, I I think, I don't know, you might, might be able to disagree with me. Um, You usually do. Um, But, (laughs) 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 but I I just think you have to write music if you want to kind of get anywhere, unless you're like an actual, you're known to be like a selector, like you have like a radio yeah. show. But those kind of DJs, like, I mean, I just feel like they don't really exist anymore. I mean, they do in a way, but like how it used to be when DJs that were like really like selectors, they used to play on like vinyl. But I feel like now it's, it's different with like, the, with like CDJs and like USBs, like you can, you can have like hundreds of thousands of songs on your USB, but before when you just brought like a certain amount of vinyls, like you really have to, Yeah. I don't know, best. Now it's just kind of, I don't know. I just feel like it's easier now, but I, I don't, I don't see a lot of like DJs that are just DJs, like touring that much, you know? No, you really don't. I guess Benji B, uh, Jack Master, um, there's probably does he not? Is that Jackmaster? I think he does, but it's very occasionally. It's not like yeah, it's not like he's a producer first. I, but I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Carl Cox, Carl right. Cox, I guess he. Although I know he produces music and releases music, I would say he's a DJ before a producer. Yeah, but I mean, but the fact that he still actually produces, I feel like that's how you get like the touring gigs. You know, I don't know with him. He's kind of just a fucking <laughs> legend, but yeah. I think I I think I always class my music as like my business card, mm-hmm. where you like have to have it, but people people it's weird because there's no have it like there's not really any money to be made in in our music unless you have like a no. massive that's what a lot of people don't understand like that's why like everyone right now is like we're not making any money no one fucking. <laughs> And like the streaming, like Spotify, we're getting like 0.0034 cents for each stream. So it's like, unless your songs are getting like millions and millions and millions of plays, like you're not really making money that you can support yourself on. Yeah, I think for Spotify, it's like four grand a million streams. And then and then if if you think about it, your your whatever your split is with your record label. So let's say it's even like 50, like 50. 50%. Let's say it's 50-50, but then you, t- you take out the... It's not 50% of four grand. It's like you have the distributor that... So the record label has a distributor, which is usually 15%. So then you've right. got 
85% and then you've got to take 50% out of that. But then the label takes all the like promo and let's say. Yeah, for all the promo costs and stuff. Yeah. Let's say for instance, like I know like Dirty Bird, they spend money on their artwork. They spend a lot of money on their artwork. Yeah. And then you have to get like, you have to get like animations and then, yeah. Yeah. So like, let's say it costs like two grand to put the record out. And then mm-hmm. you only get and you and you get a million streams, which is pretty hard in our music nowadays. Like, yeah, you're probably making like two, three hundred dollars. Yeah, out of a four. But then you, Apple Music pays a lot more. Apple Music, Does it? Apple Music what? pays nearly double. What? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, I mean, that's still not shit, though. You know. It's better than nothing, I guess. What, you yeah. think about like Spotify, like the people that have like unlimited, like a Spotify Pro account or whatever, where they can listen to whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah. Like that's $12 a person, you know? So that person can play your songs as many times as they want. But Spotify is still making $12 on each person per month. Yeah. Which is like, they're definitely coming out on top, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I th- I think if you think about it, like I know the likes of like Drake, Ed Sheeran and all the like huge pop, mm-hmm. I know that they probably get paid more um, because. They- yeah, well, they're also like they're also in the in the big numbers, like 100 million plays and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I think that makes a big difference, too, because it's just like it's pop music. But for like underground artists, it's like it's not shit. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a new like. um streaming service that's coming out um that i'm trying to get them on the podcast in whenever we can kind of arrange it but i don't know what it's actually called but they they're concentrating on long-form music so they're concentrating on because you know like on spotify everyone does a spotify edit now which is pretty much the old radio edit or like the streaming edit so i think Mm. i think and don't go i don't know fully but i think this is like a streaming platform that's like for like techno or like house and techno like long form like so you hear everything Underground music yeah it'd be interesting to see what they what what they would pay per stream yeah but- and the thing with like spotify and apple music too is like you can't just like you can't just tell them to fuck off like you can't not have your music on those platforms because if you don't it's just hard to get the kind of exposure that you want you know so you kind of have to just accept the low streaming costs and just deal with it you know yeah i just try to bank getting some touring dates from it i honestly think though like spotify and apple music have actually probably saved our industry to a certain extent i don't think it's necessarily perfect but before spotify and apple music and even amazon music's big now um Mm -hmm. they i think beforehand you'd earn nothing like there was like you would make money on spot on on beatport that was the only real and like itunes sales like there was nothing else right so which is like that's like it's like people that buy songs on beatport or just other djs which is like obviously not everybody yeah and also most people now are on like everyone's promo list so yeah, that's true. The sales oh, yeah. go down that's and true. things like that. If people have like bigger, bigger, um, like 
your army listen up or something like that mostly your army they have like everyone on their promo list so you're kind of giving your record away yeah. to a certain extent you- sorry yeah i usually if if i get like the promo for like a song i you know if i play it all the time or if it's like one of my friends or something i usually go on beatport and i still buy it just yeah. to su- try to support as much as possible you know maybe try to get it up in the beatport charts or something you know yeah yeah, the beatport charts are pretty powerful in in Europe. I don't know. Do you think they're powerful in the US? Um, I mean, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I like I didn't start touring until like Word hit number one. That's yeah. I didn't. I wasn't really touring. Like I barely traveled at all. You know. Yeah. I played a lot of LA shows, but then like when Word hit number one, that's when I started flying all over the place yeah. and like getting like big festival stuff. That's cool. So uh, yeah, I think, I think it, I think it makes a really big difference. Was that your... It's kind of like one of those things like you just got your resume, you know. Was that your first release? No, no, that was like. It was pretty close to being your first, though, right? No, it was like maybe like my fifth release. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah, I, I had like a. I think it was like my fifth release or so. But yeah, I mean, Word has like over a million plays on Spotify. And I think I got a check for like $250 one time. Yeah, but it's split between obviously like the Walker and Royce boys. Yeah, yeah, we split it and then the label and stuff. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just crazy to think that people still think that like you make so much money on your music. It's like that was the number one hit and $250. Not that much, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's kind of funny i i, I laugh about it i laugh about it on a regular occasion i mean i yeah i laugh about it too because it's kind of like i don't know what do we do but i don't know we get to we get to play shows for people that enjoy it so that that makes it worth it i think you know like you can like rip me off here but i as long as i get to like travel and play i think it's cool yeah i agree uh, I agree. I think we write music in like a, it's in a minority, right? It's a very small minority of people that actually listen to the music. Um, yeah. For- and kind of invest. If you, if you think like, if you compare how how many of, how many artists in our scene have got to like, even all of their streams put together on what, like, amalgamated to like one drake record right like yeah it's just so many so many more people listening to pop music and hip-hop and other genres and it kind of like kind of gets lost because i think i don't know you i don't know how you feel about this but i think it's that we always want more as artists we always want to be although i hate that name artists it's fucking bougie um but like <laughs> it's that oh like i had the conversation with ryan my manager he's like okay so we've got nearly like i think i think you take me higher got over the millions and then hallelujah got in the two millions and now we're like the next release we're like well we've got to go for five million don't we <laughs> and it's like it's that constant then you're standards and it's kind of stressful right say that again you cracked up i can't hear you say that again oh i said it 
I said, then you're holding yourself to these standards and it's kind of like a lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah, I think it's good. I think pressure's good, but I think there comes a point when it's like takes the like takes what we're doing out of it and why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still a business, yeah. right? You still have to run it like a business. And I think that that I think I think we can all forget that as well. I was talking to Born Dirty the other night and uh mm-hmm. I was like, it would be I'd love to be Yeah, my my best boyfriend. Um <laughs> love, love, <laughs> love you dude. If, love you dude if you're listening. Um <laughs> uh and we we were talking and we were like, I'd absolutely love it if like we could be one of those artists that has like no social media, like yeah. doesn't doesn't talk to anyone, literally goes in the studio, writes an album, releases the music, puts like a costume on, and then plays in front of thousands of people because you're like so famous because your music's so amazing. And like yeah. like Daft Punk. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, mu- yeah, pretty yeah. much the only person, the only the only group that can do that. That's like in our genre, I, I guess. What about like Claptone? Claptone kills it, right? Yeah. But I wouldn't say Claptone's at the Daft Punk level. No. They st- like Claptone still is on social media every day. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, I, like I've been thinking about that too. Like, because you know we're not touring, we we can't play any shows right now. So like we kind of have to come up with like, like different ways to like actually make money, but while still doing what we love. And I started writing like kind of like Billie Eilish kind of like pop songs. It's That's cool. like kind of pop, but like pop and just like sending them to like my girlfriends that I know like sing. I'm like, do you like this? Like this could be your song. Like I'll write this song for you. You sing on it. Like, like, you know, it's just like, just like trying to make music other ways. Like, you know, I know you want to do music for like movies and stuff. And I feel like, I feel like you could still do that and still tour. Like, you know, Definitely. like Mark Ronson, he makes music for like pop stars and stuff, but then he still goes around like DJs all the time too, you know? I think it's important. I think um, it's, I've kind of always tried to diversify a little bit, but never really like fully balls deep gone into it. And I think yeah. like this time has like given me time to diversify whether that's making music or whether that's writing different music or whether that's writing music for other people Mm -hmm. or even starting new businesses and things like that and I think you really hit the nail on the head like you used to like have a side job and DJ yeah if you know what I mean because DJing sometimes wouldn't well I worked full-time before I was full-time DJing if you know what I mean I know you used to work and things like that and I think that's the thing is like it, you have to be able to build a business out of the music industry. And I don't think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of DJs forget or think that this is going to last forever. Um, yeah. And how many people do we know that have had like very big records and then they just kind of fall off? Um, yeah. And I think it's just a case of just, you have to like, you have to work out what else to do. And I don't think that's a backup plan. I don't like to call it a backup plan because it's not, it's not, you're not like, I think a backup plan gives you an excuse to not actually succeed and to not actually like put everything in. I think it's just, 
fall back on. Yeah, exactly. But I think having something else that it kind of takes you away from all the shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I did, I did that advert thing the other day and I was just like, this is, this is fun again. This is like, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to write like a fucking club record. This is like, yeah. I'm, I'm actually just like sitting down and just trying to create shit that we don't always get to do because I think, well, I'm not, I'm, I can't speak for everyone, but let tell me if you agree, but it's like, when we're touring all the time, we're writing music for clubs because that's that's all we need, right? Like, and I yeah. think this lockdown, I've written a lot more like melodicy records, and I was going that way anyway. But it's like a lot more records with like actual songs and trying to write actual songs. Yeah. it's more fun. Yeah, I've done the same thing, and I think it's because like we we don't have that pressure to like make a club banger because we're not going to the clubs. We're not playing in the clubs. So it's kind of like, I, I mean, at least I, I don't know about other artists, but like I've been able to just like expand and like, I don't know, like when I say like I'm writing like darker, like kind of pop music for people, I don't feel like it's selling out or anything because I feel like it's like, it's still making music that I like. It's just not the same genre, you know? I listen to like indie rock all the time. I listen to metal. I listen to everything. You don't have to, I feel like you, I feel like people are so like set on like, I'm a house artist. I can only make house. It's like, why can't we make everything? And I feel like because we haven't been going to clubs and we haven't been playing clubs, we're kind of not pressured to make club music. So, you know, I've been making music that like, I actually want to play in DJ, but it's like I've been making music that's like soul wax, like one twelve BPM kind of stuff. That's like yeah. super melodic and like super chill. But like, it's not anything I could usually play at like one of my DJ sets. But it's I feel like quarantine has been doing that. It's been making a lot of people like kind of like step out of their comfort zone and find different styles that they like, which is, I think is really cool. That's something cool to come out of quarantine. I think. Yeah, I totally agree. And also, I hate the word. Well, it's a strong thing to say. I hate, but sellout is. I don't. I I don't yeah. I think like if you I think a lot of people look at somebody that's extremely successful as a sellout and at the end yeah. of the day it's like <laughs> say that again I think people don't really know the actual meaning it's like if you're doing something that you fucking hate doing and you don't want to do but you're doing it only for the money like that's a sellout but if you're making stuff that you like and you're happy with the work you're doing I don't think that's considered selling out. That's not selling out to me. Yeah, but I, I think, I think there's two things, right? It's we do it. We're doing what we're doing because we absolutely love doing it, right? But Mm -hmm. there's somebody working as a recruit recruitment officer that's earning so much fucking money, but hates what they're doing. Hates what they're doing. Does that mean they're a sellout? Because they're, I mean, they're just doing it for the money. Like, if I, I don't necessarily agree that you can write music or you can be, write, become like a huge artist just by becoming this, like, mm-hmm. writing stuff you absolutely hate. But I know a lot of people that write pop music that they also absolutely like, they're, they're not fully over into pop music, but it gives them such an, yeah. they earn so much money from it that is it, is it selling out or is it just that they're, playing the game i don't know yeah like 
to sell out, I think you have to kind of just like leave your morals too, in a way, you know. What are you playing with? Yeah. Oh, I got these really cute like little stickers. I'm gonna put them on my glasses. I'm glad you're uh, fully, fully in on this conversation right now, giving me You're your, fucking your, bull. Giving me your full attention, but you're. <laughs> It doesn't look cute. It's so cute. For uh, anyone listening, Vanessa's showing me a love heart on her glasses. Because um, she's a diva, she didn't want to do the video. Um, if you were a sticker, you would be this one. Is that a little shit? No, it looks like it, but it's a kiwi, but it looks like a piece of poop. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So... <laughs> Have you actually done anything fun in lockdown? I haven't really caught up with you for a while, apart from like the odd text. Um, uh, I went camping like a few weeks ago, and I'm going to go camping again on Tuesday. Where are you going camping? What do I think of camping? No, where are you going camping? Oh, um, we're going to go to Kern River. It's like two hours away from LA. Nice. But I, I think camping's really fun because, I mean, I if I camp, I like to camp. I've only been like a few times, like outside of music festivals. But, um, you camp by water, and then you could just bring your floaties, and then you just float in the water, and then you just sleep out. Camp, it's like, it's like a vacation, you know. And then you just like make s'mores. It's awesome. I was gonna say, do you make s'mores? Because it's like the most American thing to do. You kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. Do you take all your uh, Dirty Bird Campout stuff and act like you're at Dirty Bird Campout? Um, no, I mean, I bring, I bring like the big hat I wear for Campout and like, sometimes I'll bring like some like string lights or something that I have, like some kind of like raver lights just because it's like useful to have, you know? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. What's the, what's the, uh, what's the one festival you've missed this, this summer or this year that you're going to miss? the most or what was the what was the like the one show that you were going to be playing that you're bummed didn't happen Coachella Coachella is that your first time playing that was my third time playing damn check you out are you what time were you playing in (laughs) uh I was gonna play in the Sahara tent Woo! is that but so like the, the first year I played I I was just playing the. Have you been in the campgrounds? They have a giant silent disco. I didn't, it's like this giant. Um, okay. What'd you say? I didn't even know it was camping until like two years ago. Oh yeah, they've been camp- they've had camping for a while, but in the campgrounds, there's like, it's called the silent disco, or and it's in the di- the dance dome, and it's like this huge dome, and there's DJs play, and then at a certain time it goes silent, but like there's always like like a mile long line to get into the silent disco after the festival. Cause it's like for the yeah. camp campers, it's like the only thing to do, you know, but the, so, so two years ago or three years ago, I got to play that like twice and they, so the guys who booked it like surprised me and I, and I got to open the Mojave stage too. Like I was on like the, the oh, that's dope. like booklet thing. I was like, like, all my friends were texting me they're like you're playing actual Coachella I'm like no they're like your name's on the app I'm like okay like and I didn't believe them but then 
I don't know. I, I, so I opened the Mojave stage, but you know, there's like 50 people there. How did that the happen? Stage hold- like what, when did they tell you? They told me like the week of like, it was like right when the, right when the day by day festival, like lineups yeah, yeah. come out, like on there. And That's I was so like, cool. what the fuck? They're like, surprise. Yeah, it was really cool. So but cool. at the same time, I was like, shit. Like, what do I do? <laughs> but I mean, it was like, there wasn't that many people. There was like 50, maybe a hundred people, but in a tent that holds like 5,000, it's just like, it still looks like there's like three people. But the dance dome, like the sound the disco was rad. It was like, there were so many people there. Every time I played, like, I remember it was right when Avicii died and I played levels just as like a tribute. And there was a guy in a wheelchair and he was like, they were crowd surfing him like no during way. levels. Like it was, it was so amazing. And that. then last year I got to play the, um, the Dulap stage. It's fun that, isn't it? Yeah, it was really fun. I played first again as well. Um, so it was like halfway through my set. That's when people started showing up, yeah. but it was really fun. I love the Dulap. Dulap's like such good vibes. Yeah. The Dulap is fun. Uh, Coachella for me. Sorry. That's the first time I met you. It was when it was. You lab Coachella. Um, what was it like? It was like five. No, like four years ago. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. I was. Was it? Was I just sat in the ground randomly, or was it you that was sat in the ground randomly? Walking. You were walking towards the Dulab stage, and I was leaving the Dulab stage. Ah, I remember that actually. That was eight. That was yeah. ages ago. It was. I feel like it was. Was it like three years ago? Four years ago? Four years ago? Four years ago, maybe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Coachella. I'm. I'm a huge fan. I've just because I've been going for so long. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like it's a very cali for like californian kind of like thing it's like a big yeah thing like i feel like us too it's kind of just it's like it's just kind of like part it's been like we've a lot of us have been going for so long yeah. that it's just like so important it's kind of like part of it now it's like every year we go to coachella it doesn't even matter who's playing like we're just gonna go yeah. no matter what you know yeah, hours um, in the UK is like Glastonbury. That's like kind of ours, but yeah, I've heard like really good things about that one. Like I, I want to go. Yeah, I was before I went to Coachella. Everyone was like Coachella's the like Glastonbury of America, and then I went and was okay. like, and then I went and was like, there's nothing like Glastonbury. <laughs> 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 but uh, like, don't get me wrong, like. I'd love to play Coachella and I'd love to play the, is it, what tent is it? The Sahara tent? The Yuma tent. Yuma tent. I'd love to play the Yuma tent. Um, that'd be amazing. But yeah, Glastonbury for me is like the off, one. man. Sorry? The Yuma tent goes off and like half the time, like a lot of people just don't even leave the Yuma tent because it's got air conditioning. It's in, it's like shade, it's indoor, it's shaded. Yeah. And like, you know, sound, I think sound like runs, runs it or something, but they always have the disco shark yeah. and they have like all the crazy. There and like, you don't, you don't really need to leave the human tank, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think Kobe and all the sound guys, um, 
probably, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. They all run it. Um, you're doing an amazing job, to be fair. Especially the last few years, it kind of seems like it's the Umitents got even bigger, and kind of that's like yeah, definitely. yeah. They 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 made it bigger, and then the lights are like insane now too. Yeah, because Gav and Sam were playing, weren't they? Last was it last year? Yeah. And then yeah. Chris was playing, and it I saw some videos, and it looked insane. They the the guys played at like three p.m. and it was like there was a line to get in. It was like packed to the gills. It was awesome. It's amazing. I think festivals are so good to like introduce yourself to new people as well. Yeah, I think so too. And and a lot of people like you know like they'll be with like a group of people and like one of their friends wants to go see an artist, so they bring all their friends. Yeah, and then you can like because that's how I found out about a lot of cool music is just going to different stages with my friends but i think that's a good way to like for artists to get new fans too like just playing these festivals like you know i would when i started playing all the festivals out i was just playing first you know yeah so not a lot of people would that because a lot of people didn't know who i was they sold out but like it's just like it's just a good way of getting new fans you know even if it's like even if it's like you're opening on a dubstep stage or something someone's might like what you're playing you know no, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. What's what's like been the one thing in your like so far that you're like in like the touring touring life that's like holy fuck, I just did that. Cause like always that like looking because I remember like for me it was I would always play somebody's music and then I was on the same lineup as them. And then we're yeah. mate, and then we're mates. If you know what I mean, I, it's like... I, for me, I think it was for sure like the first time I played Camp Out because, you know, like Jury Bird's been my favorite. I fucking love Camp Out, and like I was playing first at like Friday at noon, so I was so scared that no one was gonna come. I was scared that people weren't even in the festival yet because they, you know, weren't opening. They hadn't opened doors or whatever, but like you know, there was people waiting for me to play and like, it was, it was packed when I played. So that would, to me was just like unbelievable. You know, like I can't believe people showed up at noon to watch me play, you know? Did I come then? Was I there? I think you were. (sighs) I was definitely playing that year, but I don't know if I, yeah. Cause we were all hanging out in your, in your guys RVs the night before. Was that that year? I think that was the year. No, that was the year before. That oh. was the year before I had really long hair. The year I played camp out, my hair was really short. I think you came, but I, I don't think, I think you came like the, I think you came on Saturday or something. Ah, uh, okay. It was the first one at the new location. No, I think I was there. Were you there? I swear I came. Because I, the new location has been there three times, right? Or twice. I think it's. I think it was only twice now. Yeah. So the first time I was there, I was there all, all weekend, apart from the last day, apart from the Sunday, because I had okay. a day in Phoenix. But last time I came, was it last year? Your first time then? It was two years ago. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Well, I don't remember you. Well, I don't. I didn't come to your set anyway. I was in my hotel. <laughs> I, <wasn't. Typical. laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> good times it feels like it feels like 
It feels like it was like six years ago, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It it's kind of weird because this year is actually I don't know about you, it's gone so quickly for me. I can't believe we're in July. And this year, 2020 feels like it feels like the fastest year, but it also feels like the longest year. <laughs> like feel like it was just yesterday, and sometimes things feel like that was three years ago. Yeah, I think I think what's happening so fucked right now yeah because i think what's happened like tiger king was literally only like three months ago oh it feels like three years ago (laughs) and everyone was talking about tiger king and but i think the thing is is that so much has happened in such a short amount of time that like none of these events would have like it would probably be over like five years all of these events happen totally and now like i think I think it's probably because everyone's just been at home and not yeah. like, it's kind of like everything else is just like people, people aren't getting on with their lives. So I think a lot of people have just been like, it, it's just like made everything so much bigger. I feel like everything's like on pause. Yeah. And, and because yeah, with Tiger King, especially like everyone's just been sitting at home. So it's like the biggest thing to happen because it's like, Hey, we're out of shit to watch. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I don't know how much you've seen like the memes and stuff now, but it might be ruined for you. It's just, it's just a wild story because like just shit keeps happening. Tiger King, the story of Tiger King is almost similar to the story of 2020 where shit just keeps getting thrown at you and <laughs> wilder and wilder like every episode gets wilder than the one before it's just like 2020 i just like got we a, don't know i just got a text from one of my mates that lives in detroit and she was like we've just got a hurricane warning in detroit and then I, <laughs> what the fuck? I was like what and then i text ryan and was like dude we've just got a um hurricane warning in detroit and he was like in the midwest like since, oh, what happened? Okay, sorry. Since, since when did, did you get hurricanes in the Midwest? It's, I, it's crazy. It's just wild. I'm ready. My, my town, uh, Newport, Newport Beach, Orange County, California, like the other day, the tide was so high that waves were coming up and like <laughs> flooding the streets and houses were getting flooded and stuff. We're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh dear i tell you what it's i've like been, never happened before it's mental isn't it i tell you what i've been watching on netflix though is that zach efron program i, I saw i saw the trailer i kind of want to watch it's it. really good it's like zach efron and darren Oreen, i think his name is can't remember okay. but it's really fucking good and i'm not gay but oh my god zach efron is fucking hot Okay, somebody posted a picture of Zach on when he's all like clean cut and he's got like, you know, abs and stuff. And then they posted a picture of him in that show. And they're like, look at his dad bod. And he just has hair on his chest and a beard. He has the same body. He still is ripped with he's like shredded. Abs. And they're like, look, look at Zach Efron and his new dad bod. I'm like, that is not a dad bod. That is just because he has it. Yes, that's not a dad bod. That is everything wrong with the internet right now. Like, I know that is everything wrong with the internet. Like, even 
Even I'd give. I, even I don't want to go there. Even I'd give give it a go on Zach Efron. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> so I was, you know, I, I was at a party with him once. I met him at a party. Oh, you're I so LA. Pong. I played beer pong with him. Did you? That's amazing. Yeah. Was really, this was like like 15 years ago. How old were you then? How old am I? How old was I? Yeah. Like 15. <laughs> like, we, why are you playing beer pong with Zach at 15? <laughs> Wait, we shouldn't say that. Oh, I, I, I stop that all the time. How do I get myself in these situations? Anyways, he beat me. He's really good. Well, but I want to watch that show. Kind of like, it seems like it's like kind of like environmentally friendly too. Like you learn new things about what's going on in other parts of the country. It's amazing. It's all about different, different, different uh, countries. And I was like, I've just finished watching it, all of them. And it's really good. And it makes me just kind of want to go out to nature and just like yeah. cut off from everything. Kind you of. guys don't camp there, huh? Yeah, we do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Why are you camping? Well, you kind of already are in the country anyways, right? Yeah, I'm in the middle of nowhere, which is amazing. Um, but like... Do you have, do you have a pool? <laughs> we, it's too cold for pools in England. People don't have pools. Oh. We're like... Oh. We, we get like... The same weather as like New York, so, but uh, but not as but extreme. Pool. Pardon? If pools in New York, uh, we're not as rich as Americans. You know? Sorry. You know how to swim? Yeah, I used to be a lifeguard. I don't believe you. Hands down, I used to be a lifeguard. Did you save people's lives? I I saved one kid's life. You were in it, in it for the mouth to mouth, weren't you? <laughs> Not on kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! The thing is, you like, you think it's going to be cool being a lifeguard, and you're literally yeah. just a glorified cleaner. And yeah, it's boring. And you just have to look at old ladies, like really old ladies in their swimming costumes, and it's just not. It's it's not Baywatch. Put it that way. They're swimming costumes. <laughs> oh my god, a swimming costume! That's amazing. And like fishing out poos from the from the, from the kids. <laughs> so, you, so you're like you're like the you're like you're like the janitor of the pool. Pretty much, and the and the <laughs> and the leisure center because it was in the leisure center, so you have to like you clean everything else. In the what? The legit what? Leisure, uh, leisure center. You would guy, you uh, guys would call it leisure center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good fun though. But I did used to be a lifeguard. I actually, so did... you're really, really good at swimming. You're like you're fast. Uh, I'm I'm fast, but I'm not good at long distance. I bet I could beat you. Probably. I'm I'm not claiming I'm amazing. To be fair, I was on the swim team for four years. Really. Yeah. When was that? In high school. That was like 15 years ago, though. It was like 30 years ago. <laughs> I so I where I live, I drive past my school, 
that I used to go to. And then I'm like, ah, oh, like I hated school, but I'm like, damn, yeah. I, was, I was only at school like five years ago. And then I realized it was like 15 years ago. I left school. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like, actually, I'm, I'm not old, but like, I remember when I was at school and I'd look at a 30 year old and be like, fuck, they're old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you guys have like high school reunions there fuck no uh yeah i think they do uh, i think they yeah. do but i would have to i be, take it <laughs> i'd have to be paid so much money to go to a high school reunion <laughs> it would i would literally yeah. just uh, no that's not not for me um i like bartending in like my hometown pretty much so like every 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 day was a high school reunion for me. Like see people I went to high school with yeah. all the time, you know. It's kind of the same here where I live. Yeah, like, yeah. Most a lot of people stay around here, but Yeah. Yeah. School's weird, right? I you know, talk- I I You are? Yeah. I just quit my job last year. It's crazy. That's good. Last though. June I quit my job. Do you do you wish you kept it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, because that shit's closed now True. too. I would still not have a job. True. A bar's not open. Unemployed. Oh no, they're not, are they? No, I mean, I, I, I think like actually, I think they are. The bar I was working at is open now, but it's like you know, like they opened like the back lot into like a patio. Yeah, and it's like you know, it's like a really small like there. It's like the capacity is like really low and yeah. So it's like, it's not making that much money anyways, you know? Yeah. i tell you what you need to do. You need to get on a plane and go to Florida and then you'll be able to DJ and work behind the bar and you'll be good. <laughs> I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of offers to go yeah. DJ. I'm not, I can't do it. I cannot. I just, I feel so bad. Like I don't want to get sick, obviously, but at the same time, how could I possibly go play a show and ask people to come see me and like risk their lives them getting sick or like they get their mom sick or something it's like i can't do that i agree i agree with you it's there's a lot of festivals or not a lot but a few festivals popping up in in europe and Mm. a few shows like like you said in italy and like popping up here and there and i'm just i'm not sure how i feel about them right now like i think it's great that people are working and people are getting out there but I'm like still a little bit, I'm not worried about getting it. And it's just yeah. for me, I just don't want anyone to get sick and pass it on to their family, I guess. Exactly. exactly. But like, I don't know what these festivals are trying to accomplish. Like, are they trying to be like the first festival to succeed during COVID? Like, I don't know why they're there. Are they doing it for the money? Like, why are they so quick to like, book a festival and then you know they're just gonna you're just most likely gonna cancel it right away i honestly think like this i think this is that catch 22 there's Mm. a lot of businesses that are just gonna fail if they don't earn any money and yeah there's like i i've got a few did like we've got a few mutual friends that are probably bigger than us as uh as an artist and kind of a lot more successful than us but they have bigger teams and they have to pay. Right. They have to pay for those teams, and I think they're going to be the ones that are probably going to take the shows quicker than us, because not because 
they don't want to risk it, but purely because they have to pay the bills. If you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But it's, it's like, I don't know. I just, yeah, it is a catch 22 because it's like you either do that or, and possibly get sick or get other people sick or, you know, your whole team just goes broke. You know, it's, it's that bigger picture. Look, I think, um, and touch wood, I'm like mm-hmm. not at that point yet. And I don't have to do things. If you know, I'm, I'm super lucky. Um, but I don't, who knows? I, I was listening to some awful, well, it wasn't an awful, it was very, a re- super good po- podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And this guy, I forgot his name, um, but he, he was saying like, he doesn't think big concerts in America are going to be going on until mid 21, mid beginning of 22. I don't think till like at least like summer of 2021, like yeah. a year from now. But I mean, but but then who? I don't know who's to say because everything's constantly changing. Like, yeah, maybe we'll ha- maybe we'll have a cure tomorrow or a vaccine tomorrow. It's like you, you don't fucking. If that, yeah, I think that's the thing. I think that's what everyone's relying on, really. At the end of the day. Yeah, you know, I watched this like video, like it's like a short. It was like a short documentary on vaccines, and you know, normally it takes twenty to thirty years to make a vaccine. I didn't know it took that. I thought it took like three to four years, um, but I guess it, it takes twenty to thirty years, and they can start. But like something like this, like what's going on, they can, of course, like the process is sped up. Yeah, and they can try to do it, but there's they're saying like ten years. I know there's a lot of people like banking on a on a on a vaccine, but it's like after watching that, I'm like, man, this is this is a bleak situation we're in. I don't think it'll be 10 years. I think it's probably going to be... I hope not. I think it's probably going to be next year that a vaccine comes out. The thing is with with, with that... I think it's different because it's the whole world working on a vaccine. Yeah. It's not like just America or, yeah. you know, I think it's since everyone's working on it, I think it will come faster, but that's a fucking long ass story. I don't think I'll take it if it's American. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it's German. <laughs> I think I'll take it if it's German. I trust. If, if it's made in America on it, I don't know. <laughs> Comes in a little, uh, little red thing. You get a little red hat with it. Yeah, and then and then it's like <laughs> and then it's like pumped with like corn syrup. <laughs> Here's the vaccine. It comes with diabetes. Everyone, get, everyone gets fat, and then you get diabetes, and then you have to get medical insurance to like get your insulin. This is fucked. God, I hate it. This is fucked. <laughs> One of my mates has diabetes and they got a message from their pharmacy to say that their insurance no longer covers them for their insulin. How fucked is that? I have a friend that has diabetes too and she like was saying how much the med- the insulin costs. So expensive. It's like it's like upwards of like $1000 a month. Yeah. And it's like I w- I wasn't I wasn't able to make that much when I was younger. Like when I was working and like bartending and stuff, sometimes I wouldn't be able to like pay my rent. Can you imagine not being able to like make enough money to pay for medicine that you need? It's wild. It's fucked here, man. I don't Absolutely know. Wild. Hopefully hopefully all the everything going on like 
we're going to be able to like make some changes for the better. You know, the election's coming up and yeah, what do you think is what do, what do you think is going to happen though? Like I'm I'm not a politics man, but I think obviously Trump needs to get the fuck out. Not I, He's got to go, it's man. Just, I like It's been it's been nothing but downhill from here like since he started it's just gotten worse and worse and worse you know and now it's like to the point where it's just like it's like to the point right now where it's like this is kind of ridiculous like it almost doesn't even seem real yeah i think that's the thing that i struggle with the most is that i'm not i'm not really political and america is not my country so it's hard for me to comment right i don't think it's right it's right for me to comment because at the end of the day it only affects me like financially um but right it's just ridiculous now it's it's like to the point it's crazy he he does things that are straight up against the law and like no one stops him it's just like how how do we how do we like how do we arrest the president like you know like i don't like it's like he's he's the worst person in the world i think he's the antichrist i i think i think if you look at it from a a, a mutual a mutual um like ground and it just goes mm-hmm. to show the polar opposites of what america is yeah or what it's supposed to be he doesn't he doesn't care about people he doesn't care about american he doesn't care about the people in the country no he i know just, but i think that what i'm trying to get at is that there's people that absolutely love him and there's people that absolutely hate him. And I think it's just created yeah. so much more of a divide in a country that doesn't need any more divide in, in the first place. Like it's divided yeah, totally. it's divided it the most most of the times. Um it's just wild. I, I think the thi- I don't know if you I don't know if you've kind of noticed this, um, especially in the last six months, but from the day that that he got in I was living in New mm-hmm. York. I was living in New York. I remember it like to the day. Like it was like a, it was like somebody. It's like somebody. I walked down the street and it's like some. Everybody had had like a family member die. Everyone was just like, yeah. So I remember that. Depressed. I remember it was just like, I cried. I know a lot of my friends. We all cried and we're just like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Yeah. I and th- look at us now. I like. There's no one I hate more. Well. You. (laughs) (laughs) It goes, it goes, Will Clark, Donald Trump. (laughs) I'm kind of proud of that. Fuck yeah, I beat Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the thing that I've noticed the most, like being non-American and it's happening in the UK more is everything is, everything is all being made political and it never yeah. it never used to be like this and Mm-mm. like the amount the thing that really annoys me the most is the amount of people that the amount of time people invest in politics on in their lives mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Y- you could have it happened in the UK in in politics in our last elections and like you obviously we our social media, people we follow, or social media in general is very left-leaning, right? Mm-hmm. And in the UK, like, you're, it was kind of like how it was the American elections where, like, everyone's talking so much, like, shit, like, kind of horrible shit, like, mm-hmm. on 
whatever side you're kind of talking about. And it was yeah. mostly the left that was like talking so much shit on the right. And the right weren't really saying that much shit about the left. They would, they just kind of mm-hmm. rolled with it, if you know what I mean. It wasn't as polar opposites as it is in, in America. And I think our political systems are a lot more central on both parties. Yeah. Or the part, all of our parties, to be fair. We have more than two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that's really, like, weird is just how much people talk about politics when politics do fucking nothing for anyone. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, like, look who's in charge right now and look where our country is. It wasn't like this when Obama was in, yeah, but, in the office. No, no, I, not, so, like, think, I hear what you're saying. And, yeah. And this is kind I'm not, don't get me wrong, I don't support Trump at all. And, but I guess what I'm saying is that it's just been more, it's it's worldwide. It's not see. It's in the UK. It's even in yeah. the UK. More people were just like worrying about politics on social media, when it's like yeah. I think we can make a change in our communities. We can't make it. Yes, we can make a change on in the voting in the polling polling stations. But realistically, mm-hmm. we can only make a real change in our community. And yeah. I think what happens is everyone expects Washington or London to kind of make the change, but that's not going to make the change they don't give a fuck about anyone else it politics don't give a fuck about people simple like even in obama even even with obama like i think there was more more he killed like as many people as it in like iraq and syria than more than any american president in ever well if that's the case if if you think that things can only be changed on like a smaller level, I think that's why it's still important for people to go and vote because you still vote for your, you know, like your, your city lives and like your, like you can still vote like for all the smaller, like it's not just voting president. It's voting for like the Senator and like people in off in your city. Like, I just feel like, like we do need to keep voting and every, like even just the smaller positions like help too, you know, if you want to start by helping your community, that's what you can do. But I mean, I, I definitely think that our, our political system is completely and totally flawed. Yeah. But the only way that we change that is by right for right now, just kind of playing by their rules and voting and taking all the measures until like we can have someone in office that is actually on our side and agrees that it's wrong and then we can start making changes that way but but we have to like we can't just like i don't think we can overthrow the government i just don't think i just don't think it's possible but if we just keep voting and like and getting these people out of office little by little we can change the system yeah i don't think i don't think anyone should ever try and overthrow the government to a certain it's in the western world because it's just gonna it's just gonna be a mess it'll be pure I, you know, dude, when, when coronavirus hit, I was, I thought it was going to be like the, like zombie apocalypse. I thought there's going to be people like yeah. running around in the streets, like breaking in the houses and stuff. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was so scared. I think like the first week in coronavirus had like the biggest amount of gun sales in America, like ever. I bet we, we thought about it too. We're like, wait, should we get a gun? Like, cause we just <laughs> thought that. 
we just thought people were going to just start breaking windows and breaking our house and stuff because it was like everyone was so scared you know do you know how to use a gun i would pay to see you shoot a gun um i've never shot what does it do what does it do (laughs) have you shot a gun yeah Oh yeah, you have you're like you guys like hunt foxes and stuff, don't you? I'm a country boy. You're cruel. Hunting foxes is not cruel. Wait, you literally you do hunt foxes? <laughs> <laughs> My family I was do. just saying that. That's fucked, man. Why is it fucked? What do you eat them? No, they're classed as vermin. So what you'll get is in like a farmer right if we want to really get into this hunting foxes with hounds is actually illegal in the uk now but in the law you can shoot foxes if you want okay so the reason why fox hunting yes it's like a very english old english tradition same same with stag hunting etc etc but with the foxes let's say for instance you have a farm and you have like a chicken farm right and you have you have 10,000 chickens okay and the Mm -hmm. fox will go into the chicken pen and literally kill like a thousand chickens won't eat any of them just kill all of them and then i think you've told me that before yeah yeah and i like don't get me wrong i absolutely love seeing a fox like most people in the country actually love all of the animals but what it is, is you, you have to keep like a cull because you have to keep the numbers down because otherwise it just fucking ruins the whole country. There's no predators. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like in Yellowstone, right? Where they put wolves back in there. Okay. Yeah. So imagine all the wolves started just killing every, everybody, everything in mm-hmm. there. They're going to go and shoot some wolves to keep, keep it, keep the numbers down. Not all of them are going to be shot. Mm-hmm. Not everything is going to be shot. It's just about right. keeping numbers down. And honestly, with the with the, the foxes and like stags and things like that here, it's actually only the old ones that ever get caught. They're like young. Because they're pr- old Yeah, exactly. Bad. Exactly. So, you know, they have a problem with wild boars in yeah. like Texas, middle America. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, crazy. yeah, people like go out and like shoot them like with like machine guns and stuff because they have there's like so many people don't realize how quickly these things fucking reproduce like i think pigs can have like four four lots of babies a year and they in each litter there's like 12 they're like fucking like rabbit it's like rabbits but it'd be eating more yeah you you should be no, you should be. I eat enough. <laughs> disgusting. I'm not going to eat a pig. Ew. Why, why are they disgusting? Have you seen, like, have you seen a pig? Of course I've seen a pig. Like, have you, okay, like, like how, like, pigs when they eat and stuff, it's like. It's like it's you. so. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. And on that note. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You want to go eat, so. Yeah, I'm going to, it's getting late here, so let's uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. That was fun. Thanks, Vanessa. How can people follow you and listen to your music? You're going to have to spell Uh, your name out because everyone gets it wrong. 
Oh my God. V-N-S-S-A. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, what are the other ones? I don't Facebook. know. Are you on TikTok yet? Are you, are you and Gav on TikTok? You started doing cute TikTok dances. I, I, I'm on TikTok. I just started roller skating. It's like, because <laughs> I've been outside. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm TikToking my roller skating adventure. I've been roller skating four times and I'm really terrible. So if you want to see some comedy, go on my TikTok. Wow. Vanessa, thanks for coming on. Good to catch up, mate. Oh, I also, I also run the I Hate Will Clark fan club. <laughs> What's that? I I hate at I hate Will Clark. I hate Will Clark dot com. I want, if you, we should type that in and see what happens. We should definitely get that and make t shirts. We I think we could make some money. Let me see. Are you checking it? If it's not owned, I'm gonna buy it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that say the anti Will Clark Will Clark Club or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I hate Will Clark. Wait, C L A R K E. Yeah, you spelled it right. Dumbest. Okay. I still don't have you saved in my phone as the right number, as the right name. It's not an address. It's not a website. I'll buy it now. I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> what happened in lockdown? I created a website, a hate, hate Will Clark website. Uh, right, mate, keep safe. Uh, hopefully see you all soon. Tell Gav I love him. And um, yeah, see you around. Okay, sounds good. Bye, mate. Bye. 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 How do I leave? I don't know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Yo, that's a wrap. That was good fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to give me a little review or some stars or whatever you're listening on, that would be amazing. Love you forever. And if you want to share it around, that would be great. It just keeps the show going. Keeps the stories coming in for you all. Keep safe. I love you. And I'll see you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.